Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. It's not even funny. What did Devin Haney's blowout win over George Cambosos to win the undisputed title prove? And ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about that time that your boy kick it off. Um, look, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna start off by saying this. That was one of the most boring fights I've ever seen in my life. Bro, I should have came in my pillow. Honestly, I should have came in my pillow because that was a born fight. That was like one of the most PG fights you will ever see on TV where you could possibly run that rerun on Cartoon Network or something like that for the kids to watch because that was just so um, uninspiring. It was just ridiculous. And I'm going to get to more of that later on, the inspiringness of that fight. But needless to say, Devin Haney, congratulations. You won the belts. Utilize the jab, which is the key to boxing. I mean, you have a good jab and you can win rounds and you don't get touched. You're going to win the fight most times and not. And clearly, he had a great jab and he kept Cambusos at bay with the jab. I think if you're Cambusos, if you do activate this rematch clause that you do have, even though I think personally, you should flush that rematch clause down the toilet because um, clearly you're not that dude still. It's not the Weebies Cube you're, you're trying to figure out here, trying to beat Devin Haney. He got a good jab. If you could get within that jab and, and kind of spice things up a little bit and, and find new ways to get to Haney, then I think you will have a, a better shot to win the rematch if you can't boost But that's easier said than done. So get it done and let it be done. But anyway, my to answer the question, this fight proved to me that number one, Cambosos is overrated. And Lopez is overrated. And I'm a Lopez fan. As I said, Brooklyn Knights, throw it up. But I got to be real because guess what? It's in my name, the real Lil. So let me be real here. Listen, if we go to that Lopez fight, if Lopez do one jab, if he do one jab, he would have won that fight. Do one jab. God was throwing power punch that whole entire fight. If he do one jab, one, he probably would have won that fight. If Lomachenko didn't give away five rounds, Okay, out his back pocket, said, here you go, I'll catch up. Well, guess what? He didn't catch up because Lopez won that 12th. Lomachenko would have won that fight. Now we get to my guy, Cambosos, and he's not even my guy right now because he had a horrible performance, right? I said going into this fight when I did my predictions, we're going to learn a lot about Cambosos and how he is as a fighter. Is he really that dude? And I think through 12 rounds, it was evident that he wasn't that dude. And Devin Haney, stick to his game plan as he usually do. Bored me the out. Okay, and bored a lot of people the But at the end of the day, he got the job done. And that's what counts. And he got the belts. And um, he can do what he so pleased. But the last point I'll say, and I'll let whoever wants to get in here, get in here. Look, Cam Boosters fought all 12 rounds. With the exception of a couple marks on his face. He didn't get hurt one time. And Haney dominated that fight, mind you. And he didn't get hurt one time. That tells me a lot about Devin Haney. And it's not good. Because if you could dominate a fight like that, and yet not one time this guy got hurt through the 12 rounds of domination, I only gave him one round, possibly two, out of the kindness of my heart, then guess what? You're not box office, bro. And it is what it is. Up in on this one real quick, you know, Leo, you made some good points about um the state of the lightweight division and where it's at. Cambosis is overrated. Um, it goes to show that that Teofimo fight was more so probably just uh 
a, like a one-night wonder or something like that. And I'm not trying to respect the guy because he's a professional boxer. But in terms of like the level of competition and the level of talent that we're seeing, it feel, it seems like he's lesser down on the list than he is up. Um, my thoughts are that Vasily Lomachenko would beat Devin Haney. He would beat George Cambosis. And I feel that Teofimo's maybe slightly overrated, like you said. Um, now that he's moving up to junior junior welterweight, though, so we're not going to talk about Teofimo right now. Um, but it goes to show that Loma's probably still the king of the lightweight division, in my opinion. I think that Loma just had a bad loss to Teofimo. He went down too early, gave him the first five rounds for nothing, and then he tried to come back, and he couldn't. But you look at these Loma fights that he's been having now against uh, some of the guys that Teofimo beat, has beaten, and Loma's making work of those guys. So, like, you're starting to see this, like, you know, Loma's back. You know, I know the war's going on in Ukraine, and, like, he's been uh, over there for a little bit, but now he's up and out and training again. I saw the the article a few months ago, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who Loma's going to get. You know, is Haney going to get – is he going to fight Loma next? Like, is that going to happen? Because if it does, I think Loma's going to knock him out. I think that um, Haney is a technical – he's a technical master from what we saw uh, yesterday. You know, the way he was just working his jab and he kept hitting Cambos with the jab. I think it was like round uh round seven or eight or something, or maybe it might be round six, where they brought up the stat. They're like, wow, Haney's already landed 50 jabs. It's like, oh my gosh, like that's pretty good. Like he controlled the fight really well. He controlled it with his jab, which is the most important thing because Cambos is feared Haney's jab. Because Haney wasn't maybe not had the power, but he was scoring every time Cambos would come in. Haney would land jab, score, point. And that is what made Devin Haney win the fight. It was technical. It was boring. Um, it was uninspiring. But um, now that Devin Haney is officially the undisputed uh, lightweight champion of the world, it's going to be interesting to see how the division shakes up. I don't know if you know this, uh, Zay and Leo, but Cambosis does have a rematch clause in the contract. So I'm hoping he doesn't exercise it because I don't want to see that again. I want to see Loma fight Haney this time around. And I want to see... Tank and Ryan Garcia get that out of the way so this division can finally start to clear up. I mean, it cleared up a little bit after Saturday with uh, the Haney and uh, Cambosis uh, outcome, but we need this division to start clearing up more because all these guys got to get in the ring with each other at some point because there's way too many people in this lightweight division right now, and they all got to fight, and we want to see it. I think, you know, um, unfortunately, that Cambosis has no other option but to use rematch clause. Because when you look at it in your opponents, the four fights that you could possibly look at is Cambosis looking at is, all right, I, I can't beat Haney. Okay, I can't beat Loma. I, I argue I definitely can't beat um, Davis. And then Ryan Garcia and him, that's going to be like a debatable because I'm, I'm still on the, in the fen on the fence for Ryan Garcia. I don't know what he'll do against Cambosis or vice versa. Well, but Cambosis will do with Garcia. So I think Cambosis is like, all right, I have to beat this guy Haney because I don't know if I can beat the other four lightweights coming up right after Haney. So that's the that's the biggest issue here. And um, so part two, right? I think while Haney and Cambosis evidently go for that rematch clause, I really, really hope Floyd gets Davis versus Loma right now. You this is this is when you talk about the perfect opportunist. This is when Mayweather comes in and says we're gonna put Davis versus Lomachenko. Because this is the perfect time to do it. Fresh off the very first fight, fresh off the wall. You, he's fresh in the ring. You have to get him now. Before he gets the tuna fights, before he gets the run, the ring rust, just the same way Teofimo Lopez did when he was fresh off the um, surgery. And he said, all right, I want to fight Loma now after fresh off the surgery. You got to get Davis in that ring with Loma now. 
People could say whatever they want, but as a as a marketing person, as someone who Floyd has been his entire career in boxing and even now in promotions, you want to put Davis against the best fighters. Loma is a big name. He is his resume is legit. You gotta want him fresh out the war going into the ring. He has ring rust. You want to put Davis in that fight. Not saying Davis needs to fight Loma under that ring rust. You of course you want to fight people in the best in their prime and they're ready to go. But Floyd being Floyd, that's the kind of guys you don't want to pick on. Okay, Loma, Garcia, this, that, and third, because then you could set up other things moving forward. If Davis takes Loma out the way, that means Davis is next up for the belt. Davis is the next one. Like, all right, now nah, I'm fighting for the belt because I just took Loma out the way. Who are you going to take? Now you have to fight me for the belts. Now I'm going to take everything. That's something you want to see. Um, Haney is it's very tactical. It, it, it was a very tactical fight. You know, as a, as a boxing fan, you love it, but it's not the... The knockouts, the the stuff that they was they was hyping up, hyping it up to be during the press conferences, during the the weigh-ins, uh, saying all this trash talk to each other back and forth. You know, it was very tactical, very um smart, brilliant boxing jabs all day, keep him at a distance. Can both going to do what he wanted to, and even when he did had those little overhand right hooks, they were essentially non-existent. They wasn't putting him in any kind of sleep. There was no pressure, and it kind of showed me two things. One, Cambosis doesn't have the power that I thought he did. And then two, TFM Lopez has a, a weak jaw because he was getting knocked down multiple times when Cambosis was doing that weak, that weak jab, um, weak um, power punches. Uh, so I think Cambosis versus Haney, too, is going to be very similar. Jab all day, jab all day. Cambosis, he tried. He cannot get close and do punching. So he's going to have to rather, A, push the tempo and stop playing so far back and waiting for him to just react to punching. And you're going to have to push that tempo because there's going to be no way that you defeat Haney by just being a counter puncher when Haney's closing the distance. He's making sure you're not being able to do what you want. Every time he threw a jab and he missed or whatever, he went right into the clinch. So that was smart on Devin Haney's behalf. And um, can Boston have to learn that moving forward if he wants that rematch close to happen? I'm responding to Zay real quick. That was a pretty good take, bro. I like that. Um, yeah, the reason why Cambosis couldn't get close to Haney because he kept controlling the fight with his jab. He's just scoring every time. And um, I liked your uh, take about Tank. But the only thing, I don't know if you know about Tank, um, I think him and May Mayweather splits after that Raleigh fight. Um, that was the last fight that Tank had with Mayweather. And uh, they've been kind of not on good terms recently. And I don't know if Tank's going to re-up with, uh, with Floyd. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but I do like your take that I think that Tank should go after Loma next because then it's like, hey, like, look, I just beat Loma. So... Where's my shot at the belt, Devin? Like, let's go. Because um, that Ryan fight can come. I hope it does come at some point, but it can't. I believe it'll come down the line. I hope. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Tank does in terms of his promoter. Um, I can see Tank going to PBC, uh, something like that. But um, I don't oh, know if he's up with Floyd, and that could uh, <laughs> that could definitely uh, mix some stuff up in terms of uh, the matchups. Yeah, I think to add on to what Dina was saying, I agree. With Dino and his perspective of Zay's take, I think that was a great take. I think when you look at Lomachenko, I mean, the guy was literally, you know, at war. You would assume he's battle-tested in that regard, literally, in literal terms. But the reality is, in boxing terms, he's a little bit rusty. You know, the last fight that we saw him in, it was on ESPN, and it was a relatively easier fight. And then obviously the layoff with because of the war. And then now you're catching him at a time where he could be vulnerable. And if you're tank and if you're Mayweather, because it's not a guarantee that he's leaving or not leaving. We still have yet to really figure out what tank is trying to do. If you're Mayweather, 
do you, I agree. You can capitalize off of this and set him up with Lomachenko if he wants that Lomachenko fight. Because I did see an interview that my guy Kenny sent to me where Javante Davis kind of made it seem like he didn't want to fight Lomachenko. Well, is the vulnerability, is that a situation where it's like, all right, now I can take this fight with Lomachenko and then beat him so I can get my matchup with Haney so the belts could be where they belong, which is with a guy who's box office. And I'm not throwing shade. It's just the truth. The real Lil on the mic. We'll be back after these brief messages. Ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In The Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.